Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, a parade first team All-American rivals five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and the agency owner of Portal Insurance. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor to introduce to you Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? So what the audience does not know is that anytime I meet with a client, I get Scott to to say that to I, them before I walk into the room. Or just or just pick up your phone and play that on your phone real I, quick before man, you walk I, in. I'm great. It's good to be back. Man, it's, it's great. So good to be back. Guys, first podcast of 2020 right here. First recorded podcast. Recorded podcast. Excuse yes. me. Yes. Hey, Bradley, I got to tell you a story. Although this will air in probably a week. so I got to tell you a story. Sure. Tell me a story. Today... Whose birthday is today? I'm going to tell you. Famous person in history. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Elvis Presley. Now, I've got a story, y'all, about Elvis Presley that I'm going to tell on the podcast today in honor of his birthday. For a half a second, I was thinking, oh, crap, is it Scott's birthday? No, 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 no. So so, uh, Elvis Presley's first cousin grew up in a little town not far from me. Now, Elvis grew up 45 minutes from me in a little one-room shack house in Tupelo, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. His first cousin was a female, and she grew up in, and I can't remember her name, but she grew up in a little town, I believe it was Red Bay, Alabama, which is a one-stop-light town in the middle of nowhere. And she went to the University of North Alabama in Florence, Alabama. She was in a sorority there, and when she was about a sophomore, Elvis Presley hit the zenith of his career. He hit that point in his career when he was as big as the Beatles, when he was the, the, the biggest name in the world. And she, of course, it was well known throughout the University of North Alabama that his first cousin went to, to school there. And Elvis considered her like a daughter to him. She was not much younger than he was, 10 or 15 years old. So she goes to, uh, to the sorority house one night, and all the girls get together, and they say, listen, you're going to Graceland to spend the weekend with Elvis Presley this weekend. We all want an autograph from him. From him. Can you make this happen? And she says, hell, I don't know. I'll, I'll talk to him and see. So she goes, drives over to Memphis to Graceland, spends the weekend with Elvis. And one night, they're sitting up in the – he had kind of a second-story man cave bonus room type thing up in the top of Graceland. And uh, they were sitting there talking, and she goes, Elvis, I, I got a, I, I got kind of a thing I want to ask you about. She said, all my sorority sisters at UNA, they, they all want an autograph from you, and there's like 50 or 60 of them. I don't know how to do that. Elvis Presley stands up. This is a true story. He stands up. He goes. There was a guest bathroom up there. He goes in the bathroom. He comes out. He takes a complete roll of toilet paper, rolls it out on the floor from one end of the bonus room to the other, and he sits there on his hands and knees with a pen, and he signs one square of the toilet paper for the entire roll, and as he signs it, he's cutting, you know, taking off the little, the little indention part. And by Perforated. the time, and yeah. by the time he's finished, he's got about a five or six inch stack of autographs that he has just autographed. I would love to get one of those. That is a true story, ladies and gentlemen. And happy birthday to the deceased Elvis Presley today. That's cool, okay. guys. We have got a fantastic podcast for you today. I'm excited to be here. I am in Mobile, Alabama, and it is a beautiful day outside. The birds are chirping. Uh, it is it's probably going to be 65 degrees here today, and I'm excited to be here. And 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 guys, I've got a new here's here's our here's our new term for 2020. Bradley, are you ready? Tighten up 2020. This is our time this year in each podcast to give people relevant information that they can go back and implement in their agencies. And let's tighten up our agencies in the year of our Lord, 2020. And, and, and so without further ado, I am super excited to have our guest on the show. She has been a longtime podcast listener. She has been in the insurance agency business for quite some time. And I think it's time to give her the introduction that he, she's always deserved. So Absolutely. here we go. 
She is she is born and raised in Centralia, Illinois. She is married to her smoke show husband, Bobby, who <laughs> I was all over Facebook looking at pictures. I'm going to tell her right now, if she ever divorces him, I'm marrying him. I'm just telling you right now. So smoke show husband, Bobby, and their two beautiful baby boys, Jagger and Bronx, fantastic names, by the way. She is the vice president at Alcorn Insurance in Centralia, a family agency that's been around since 1963. And I want to give a shout out to her grandfather, Mr. Gene Alcorn, who founded the agency. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor to introduce to you first time guest on the podcast, Miss Kelsey Alcorn. How are you, Kelsey? I'm good. How are you guys? Ah, we are doing fan supertastic this morning. We're proud to be here, and we absolutely love that you're going to be on the show today. Uh, tell us about you. I want you to climb in our DeLorean today, get in my passenger seat, go back in time, and talk to me a little bit about how you got into the family-owned agency business, and just bring us up to today. Sure. Um, by the way, when my husband listens to this, because I've been talking to him about being on the podcast smoke now, show, smoke he, show. I am blushing and he, I just know how he is. He's going to be like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, so I, I'm just telling I, you right now that, that guy <laughs> needs to be a male model or something like that. He is, he is a dimey dime. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to dime yourself. Cause I, I've creeped on her too. Oh boys. Oh. So we got some, okay. Now I, know, little, now I know what I'm dealing with. It's getting a little heated in this room. Yeah. I'm going to have to walk out. <laughs> I thought I was the only one that did that. Obviously not. <laughs> so, uh, 2020 is going to be a good year. Guys. Uh, it is. It's already been a great year. Um, so just a little bit about me. Uh, obviously, it's a family agency. We've been around since, like you said, 1963. I've Back when I was in high school, you know, obviously I didn't want to go flip burgers. So my dad's like, you're going to come work up here. I just, you know, did the secretary work. I answered the phone, filed, you know, all the the stuff that's just not fun, exciting. <laughs> yeah, because you don't know. I, I didn't know what a claim was. I didn't know how to process a claim or do any of that. So, mm. you know, back when I first was in high school, it was just scratching the surface because mm. I didn't want to do any more than that. Mm. I never did. And the whole time, you know. Since I was in high school, throughout college, you know, my dad would just drop these little breadcrumbs. Like, mm -hmm. think about think about going into the agency. Just think about. It. He never once said, "This is what you're doing," mm -hmm. because he knew that if he said that to me, I was I was the child. I'm the oldest of three, but I was like the rebellious oldest mm -hmm. child. I wasn't the one that was trying to please everyone. Um, so I think my dad knew I can't force this on her. But I think he always knew in the back of his head, like he knew that I would make my way back somehow. So I graduated from Eastern in 2010. And if you know, well, EIU, Tony Romo, I don't know if you guys are football. Yes, I yes. know that Scott played basketball, right? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Okay, okay. Very familiar so, with to Tony Romo. Very familiar. Okay. Who's I was she? not in college. <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyway, I went to EIU and a lot of, the kids there are from the Chicago suburbs. So right. that was where a lot of my friends, you know, when we graduated, they all went back to the Chicago suburbs and someone said, Hey, Kelsey, they referred me to the, the company that they were working for. So right out of college, I moved up to Chicago. So, I mean, like insurance was not on my radar. I worked in Chicago for a year doing inside sales for a transportation company. Funny. Isn't that just kind of foreshadowing? But mm. anyway, I, did that for a year, realized not really for me, made my way back to Centralia. Then I hopped back over to St. Louis for a health insurance job over there. Did that for a couple of years. And then that I would say in 2015, I made the decision that I've worked corporate America. Right. I am never going to meet the people in charge. I'm never going to meet the actual owners of these companies. What am I doing? Mm -hmm. And if you did, Why you'd probably I... be disappointed. <laughs> well, I mean, it's so I would say 2015, I finally committed to coming and working for the agency because I wanted to work for myself. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not someone that, you know, I'm not someone that can just sit at a desk and behave and 
have to like always worry about filtering myself. Yeah. So I, in, like I said, in 2015, I'm like, let's just do this. So I, I had already moved back to St. Kelly because I had a, a work at home position with the health insurance company. And I just said, screw it. We're doing this. And at that same time, my brother Chase, who's younger than me, he was in college and he also made the decision like, hey, I'm going to sell insurance and go to college at the same time. This kid, I tell you, once he has something in his head, it's like he was going to school full time, but then driving back uh, because he was about an hour away, 45 mm-hmm. minutes hour away. So he would, depending on how his schedule was, he would go to school for three days. And then come home on Thursday, work the whole weekend, and then go back to school he's on the following sa- Monday. He's a, he's a savage. Oh, and he is. is, he, and, is he, like, and he's with the agency now full time? He is, yes. Ooh, I bet time. he's knocking the bottom out of it. You know what? It's kind of dangerous. He is. He's dangerous. <laughs> and he's one of those people that if, if you – you would never want to go into a heated discussion with him if you weren't following his, his side mm-hmm. because – he he is a savage, mm-hmm. yeah. and he's a savage when it comes to selling. So, so I'm, I got a qu- question for you, Kelsey. Um, it, it, is your grandfather Gene is he still alive today? No, he passed away in 1983. Okay, okay. Yep. So, so you never were old enough to really hear stories about how he founded the agency and things that you know those types of things. You weren't you weren't old enough to really have those kind of discussions, were you? No. Um, and I know that he had actually bought the agency from like a rain, Rainier or mm-hmm. Rainford. And so he bought that back in 1963. He right. bought out another agency and that's when he started Alcorn Insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say there are people that are obviously around that really did know him. Mm-hmm. So I've heard so many funny stories and g- great stories about him. Sure. You know, I always ask my dad from like time to time, like, you know, just how was your dad? And Scott will, t- Scott will tell you, he's just, he was like no other person. Right. And he was one of those people because this is a small, you know, Centralia is about 14,000, 13, 14,000. Right. Um, but back when he was in the agency selling, it was like when you would just go to the bar in the afternoon for a couple Mm -hmm. of beers with the guys and you're like selling insurance that way, which I mean, I guess you can still, I mean, can't you still go out for beers and do all that? But it was just a different time back then. Yeah. Yeah. And his, I I don't think what he was doing back then would necessarily work for what's going on now, Oh, but it worked for him. It worked for him at that. And he was one of those, like my dad said he was the closer, Mm -hmm. you know, he could close like no other. How cool you know, is it for your dad to see, you know, he kind of see can see both sides yeah, of it. three because, generations. Yeah, how cool is it to see, like, you know, how your granddad did it and then moving down, moving over to, you know, where we're at now where, you know, 85% of stuff's done online. And, and you know, you're, when your granddad started the agency, there probably were no computers in there. I mean, there weren't any computers no. in there. You know, the rate no. sheets and things like that. So homeowner's policy was eight dollars. Yeah. Is <laughs> your dad did you, you know, does your dad ever uh yeah, fifteen dollar deductible? Yeah. Uh right. does your dad ever talk about that? Like, you know, the difference in the agency and how far it's come? Because honestly, um, that's probably not the case for every family agency. Oh, yes, he does. He we he he talks about it all the time. Hey, can I give can I give you a piece of advice? Yeah. Best piece of advice you've ever gotten. Before, I'm writing it down. Before too much longer, and I, I don't know how, how how old is your father? How old is he? Uh, 54. 54 50, or 64? 50, 5'4. Okay. Well, you got some time then. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm 40. I just turned 48 years old. My father is uh, 71 years old. And, and had your dad been up into his 60s, 70s, kind of like mine, I was going to say that. Uh, if I were you at some point, I would sit down with him, put a, put a, uh, knock on or camera, uh, Canon camera in front of him and almost interview him and talk about the history of the agency and stories yeah. and stories about your grandfather, because, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You know, uh, life, life comes at you fast and, and you'll always regret not having something that 20 years from now you can go back and watch and, 
and relive, you know, having and, and I think that is one of the most beautiful things. I'm going to say this. That is the most beautiful thing about social media now is I have friends who uh, have filmed and, and put on social media clips of their parents and grandparents that will be there forever. And, you know, I've lost all four of my grandparents. They, they all passed away in the mid-90s. Mid and so uh, I don't have any film or video. And really, to be honest with you, I bet you I could count on one hand the number of pictures I have of my grandparents. Sometimes, right. sometimes I even forget what they look like. And uh, I had a buddy of mine who used to do these little 60-second snippets of his dad because his dad was absolutely hilarious. And he'd put them, he'd put him, put them on uh, uh, Facebook and Instagram all the time. Like He put like hundreds of these clips of his dad talking and stuff. One day his dad comes down with cancer, and like three months later he's dead. And I, you know, I told him, I said, man, it is a true blessing for you that you've got all this video footage that at any time you can go back and watch that, you know, I don't, I don't have that. So I, I would encourage you at some point, you know, not too distant future to sit down with him and almost interview him like we are during the podcast where you talk about the history of the agency and, and fun. That would also be a, a great marketing campaign oh, too. <laughs> I mean, you know. I love how Bradley really brought it back full circle. And I mean, you can no. also do an entire campaign on that. But who's you know what what so and, but what does 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 Scott ever talk about? Uh, or your your dad ever talk about? His dad's name Scott, right? I, I think his brother. Yeah. It? Oh, is it your dad's? It's Scott. No, Scott's my dad. That's what I thought. Yep. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Uh, so, does Scott ever talk about like you know how far that agency has come, and does he appreciate that? Yes, and so I can go into that because is he dad, is he going to hear this podcast? Absolutely, he is. And okay. you know what? I just lied. I'm I'm off on his age. He's fifty five. He's going to be fifty six this year because I was right. like doing the. I don't know. That's it, fine. You know, I would do, I would do the same thing with my dad. I don't know exactly how old he is. I can get it within about a year. So and, and from from what I gather, from what I know about him, just from social media and um, the few conversations that we've had, he's he's pretty in touch with a lot of things. I yeah. think right. Very. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, because you know what? It was when did I first outreach you, Bradley? Back in twenty, probably twenty eighteen. Now that we're twenty twenty, yeah, like was it twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen? It, was, it wasn't twenty seventeen. It was twenty eighteen. Okay, so it was twenty eighteen. Sure. Yeah, my dad was the one that encouraged me to reach out to you. Really? Wow. My dad, it, yes, because my dad, he's the one that keeps up. I mean, he still gets the insurance journal. He still highlights. Right. You know, he'll still slap the insurance journal or any kind of article that he thinks is important, and mm. he slaps it on our desk. He did that yesterday with with Chase and I. I mean, yeah. he's the one that honestly he he kind of like collects all the information. Mm -hmm. He he keeps up on the people in the industry, so he is very in touch. The man, I love you, Dad. I still have to show him how to save a PDF file. Sure, but <laughs> I understand. Like he is, he he keeps up on the industry. That's like uh, very much so. That's like uh, there's a there's a meme that says everybody hates millennials until they have to convert a PDF file. <laughs> well, you, hey, you know what? I'm sitting here thinking. I'm like, her her dad, her dad, and myself are not very far away in age. Mm -mm. So I'm sitting here feeling just like old as shit right now. I'm like, dude, her dad and I could like go out to have a beer together and talk about growing up with. In the '80s and having boomer parents and all, you know all that kind of boomer. good stuff. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, so to your dad, Scott, we love you, man. We appreciate what a beast you are. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, first telltale sign that I get of of an agency that is progressive and growing is when you have a guy like that that does the stuff you're talking about, mm -hmm. where he's keeping mm -hmm. up with the industry. He's He's always learning. He's yep. always wanting to learn new things. Not that, being complacent. That's right. That's the big thing. Yeah. Is. Yeah. Because so many agents in his age right. group, right? It's either they get it or they don't. That's right. And the ones that don't, you're, you're. I mean, bye. Your yeah. business is dead. The ones right, that don't right. know everything too. So, so, right. so what? What our purpose is on this podcast, and you know this, Kelsey, because you listen to it, is we want to give agents a couple of two or three actionable steps on every podcast to get off the podcast and go implement in their agency. So what right. I'd like, what I'd like to do now is switch gears just a little bit 
and talk about your marketing plan. I know that you're smack dab in the middle of moving the Alcorn agency into the 21st century and, and utilizing all this information that you get from our podcast and other podcasts and other things that you look at and research. Tell our listening audience some things that you're doing in your agency to to move the ball one step forward to greatness in 2020. I mean, really, I, I love that you use Tighten Up 2020 because I feel like 2019 was really the year for me to and our agency to just try to pump out as much as we as much content as we could. Right. You know, we weren't really. And in 2018, when Bradley and I were talking, that's when the video was mm. like, okay, how do we do this? And that's why I outreached Bradley because, mm. you know, Scott saw that he was the one doing these videos mm-hmm. and Snapchat and this and that. So, and we hadn't been doing video. we have mm. been posting. I mean, my dad, I think we created our Facebook back in like 2013, but mm. that was like when everyone's like, hey, let's quote your insurance. <laughs> right, right, Contact right. Contact us for a right. quote. And like that, that doesn't <laughs> Today's okay, Veterans Day. So, you know what you should do? You should get a quote. I'm yeah. like, like yeah. I saw it. I saw, I saw a, a post. I saw a post in an insurance group uh, this past week during the holiday. And uh, the person was asking advice on Facebook. And this guy commented. And you can tell like people online and, and it, when they give advice whether they think they're whether they're super confident, right, or not. By the way, I, I, at least I can. Sure. And uh, the guy's basically his advice was, "Hey, you need to you need to post about stuff, but you need to tie everything into insurance and getting a quote." Mm. And I, I was so pissed off when I saw that because that is mm. so wrong. And and my wife talked me out of <laughs> of replying to his comment and telling oh, him he God. was wrong because she was like. You're gonna you're gonna do this. It, it's gonna come across the wrong way, mm-hmm. no matter how. So I just kind of let it, three, let it go. Three, but like yeah. that's the, the like like I would like we've had you know 300 people reach out to us in probably the last six months with advice, and like the overwhelming theme when it comes to social media and insurance is you don't have to tie everything back to getting a quote. Right. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, for yeah that. Right. you don't need to give three right hooks a day. No, no. <laughs> right. In fact, you'd be better no. off doing no right hooks, right. which is kind of what I do to yeah. a degree. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I, no, that's okay. No, because I, I love that because I I think our tech, the technique that I utilize is we're not, I, I'm not here to try to sell you insurance. I want, I want our audience to learn more about us and to know who we are. And especially being in a local agency, you know, I want them to be able to see us online and that they see us out. I don't want want them to go and like run and hide down an aisle because they think the first thing I'm going to mention is, hey, can I quote out your insurance? Right, because exactly. that just doesn't work. So I don't use the technique of let's just, you know, they know that we're in insurance. I mean, we've been around since 1963. We don't yep. always have to talk insurance. Mm-hmm. I want our audience to learn more about us. And I want them, I, I think a, a new technique that I'm going to try to utilize more is really learning about who our audience is and engaging more with them mm-hmm. and, you know, having, building more relationships right. because if you, if they start really having a real rapport, a real relationship, they're going to trust that they can come to you when it's time yep. to say, let's talk insurance. Or you can go to them happening. because you've built equity right. with them. You're building you're building social equity with them the more yep. you're engaging with them genuinely and then yep. you can ask for the sale and if they say no they're not turned off and you're okay right. whereas right. if you just DM'd all of your followers right now and said let me quote your insurance you're going to have some that say yes mm-hmm. you're going to have some that get ticked off and you're going to have some that block you and never want to talk to you again and do avoid you in the aisle at Publix or Walmart right. yeah. or wherever you shop and you've yes. just blown your wad on the old equity there exactly yeah. exactly yeah. and you know it's so, like I've used this example before it's like the guy that goes into the bar and asks every single girl out well yeah eventually somebody's going to say yes but a and we never talked about this is it going to be the one you want right. <laughs> and b yeah. how many have you left in your wake right. that hate your gut so exactly, exactly. Yeah. so kelsey yeah. tell, tell me some tell me some strategies tell me some i want to hear some things that that you know you've been thinking about through the holidays of things you want to do in the new year that maybe some other agents out there that are in the same boat that you are there with a 
family agency across the United States of America could think about implementing this year. Can I interject real quick sure. before she yeah, does that? Please take us through the process real quick of when you kind of started on this path of this kind of digital marketing for that agency. Um, it sounds like you may have had a little bit easier of a time of getting people to buy in, but take us through that process real quick. When did you guys decide to do that and how did it go? Okay. Really? I would say I started really focusing back in 2018. It was the middle of 2018. Cause I think that was whenever I called you and it was the middle of the year. It was mm-hmm. probably like June or July. I want to say. Yeah. So, and you were like, make a list you know, like make a list of everything. So I like went to Scott and Chase and I was like, this is what Bradley told me. And like, this is what we're going to start doing. <laughs> so in 2018, like at the, you know, the later half of 2018, I was just writing down anything and everything that I could think of that we can make content, yep. mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And we started recording and it was just like, if you know, Scott, and that's why you'll never want to have him on the podcast. Cause it would be a three hour long podcast. Maybe in person over some beers. We will call the like episode beer. Between the Two Scots. Mm. Between the Two Scots. Oh, yeah. So in 2018, the latter of 2018, I really just started trying to strategize and and build a list of things that I wanted to talk about and thought, thought is this going to be something we want to record? And then I would say in 20, probably the last quarter we just started recording some content and like posting a little bit of video. I would say that last quarter of 2018, then in 2019 we kind of switched up because, okay, we're feeling a little bit more confident. So let's just start like branching. It doesn't have to always be about insurance. And that's what I've really learned. Mm. No one wants to watch a real, like, unless they're looking for it, they're not going to sit and watch a video about, well, just so you know, your deductibles and your bodily injury <laughs> and property damage, because right. people don't care about that. Right. They really don't. So I've really tried to change in 2019. It was more like, okay, if there's something that is helpful for the customer to know, like, Hey, did you know that if you replace your roof, your roof, your roof, I don't know how to talk, but well, we're in Alabama. So it's roof. roof. Is it roof? Roof. Okay. We my, put about family, five. We put about five O's on that baby roof. Yeah. Roof. Okay. Ryan Hanley's thinking. My, what yeah. the heck did they just say? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> and my family is that they're very savage with the way that I talk because they say that I pronounce things very odd. It's because you listen so, to the insurance guys podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's always they always yeah they they they're very savage when it comes to me. But so in 2019 it was like okay. Let's not just talk about like your deductibles because that doesn't really work. But if there is like a genuine, you know, topic that would be very helpful for people like teen drivers or, you know, now there's apps and discounts with certain carriers. If you have a teen driver and they have like an app that can track them and give you like 30 days or whatever of, of data on how they're driving, you can get a little bit of a discount. You know, those are the things that you should be talking to your agent about. And that's how we always kind of end it. Like, talk to your agent. It's not come talk to us, but these are things you need to be talking to your agent about because when you do it like that, people are more like, Oh wow. Well, they're not really trying to get my business. They're just trying to like be helpful. Right. You like what you guys are doing right now for free and you're getting free and you're using, you know, I mean, you're giving them free information for them to use in their, their agency. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, you're it, not expecting anything out well, of it. Again, yeah. it's back to the, to the give, 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 right. ask. And right. it's, and w- when you do that, it, you're, you're building that equity with that person or with that, with that yeah. community or whatever. And, you know, Scott and I don't have a business. We don't have anything that we're trying to get anyone to do. Um, as far as, you know, all we really want people to do is listen to the podcast. And, but let's say that at the end of the day, if, you know, we were to ever, you know, we've got a lot of stuff on third base that if we were ever say, you know what, it's time making money from this thing, we could flip that switch. And the longer we, the, the longer it takes us to build that equity, the more of that equity build, the better it can be for us. Right. Now that's not the reason that we're doing this, but, mm-hmm. but that's how people should approach, approach their marketing in that let's build equity with our audience. And then when the time comes, everything's okay. Everybody's cool with it. And it's not, right. Hey, Kelsey was sharing this content with me to sell me something. It's Kelsey was sharing this content with me to help me. And it's also cool if I buy from her, but if I don't, that's also cool. 
you know? Right. You know, Bradley, that is a beautiful segue into, ladies and gentlemen, insurance agents from around the world, today's podcast is sponsored by nobody. <laughs> nobody sponsored our podcast today. And there's only about 300 insure techs with $45.6 billion in uh, cash sitting out there that don't want to reach fifty to 60,000 independent insurance agents this week. Oh, Unbelievable. Man. Unbelievable, but anyway, that was a, that was a Sorry, joke. By the I'm way, not we're not butt hurt by that. that at all. So. No, I'm not butt hurt by um, that at all, guys. And we've yeah, got if you some, believe that, some, I got some land in Arizona. I want to say we've got some good. Uh, I don't get that, but uh, we've got some good. Uh, got some get some good folks we're talking to. Some good companies. So, hey Kelsey, I want to hear. I want to hear something from you. Specifics here. What you What you doing in 2020? 2020, I think we're still going to be using the same strategy as what we did in 2019 with the social media. Okay. Just putting out those, the content that it's, we're not here to sell you something. We're, we're just here to. Community um, resource. Yeah, exactly. And really just kind of um, being someone that's, Hey, did you know this? Did you know this? You know, right. still b- building that rapport with people because I think you still, you know, we've been around since 1963, but not what they were doing in 1963 is not what they're doing in 2020. Yep. So having to just continue to to engage with our audience and bring content that's not selling down your throat because mm, yep. that's, mm. that's just not the, the approach that we're going for. But I would say definitely tightening up um, with Chase and Scott, I would say Scott is is definitely more willing to do some videos where Chase is just he'll do them, but I don't he he it's kind of all the timing you right, know I come right, in yeah. Scott comes in super super what time do you, he just walked in by the way he's in here at like six a.m. Mm-hmm. I can never I I've got two little boys at home I'm not sure. you know he's like if you want to talk to me come come to me before 7 a.m. It's like, dude, <laughs> that's like, that's like, like Seth little... Sarimba. If you want to have a phone call with Seth Sarimba, you uh-huh. got to do it at two o'clock in the morning. Right. That's right. not an exaggeration. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. So I, yeah. I want to I, I talk in front of you for just a second, if you don't mind, Kelsey. No. Bra- Bradley, what tighten up 2020 for you. What mm-hmm. Tell me some things marketing wise. And I know you, you probably stay up. You've probably got flow charts and a, <laughs> a whiteboard that's the size of this wall in here that you've got marketing ideas and things. What what are you doing in 2020 that's that's different than what yeah. you've done in the past? So first of all, um, uh, I have a whiteboard that is bigger than this wall right here. Um, so that is that. true. And I've got a uh, Facebook ad campaign mm-hmm. drawn out on it, mm-hmm. um, not in words, but mm-hmm. in pictures. Right. So – the customer that was in the office when I was drawing drawing it out was looking at me like I was insane. I bet. Um, you look like Einstein trying yeah. to figure out the theory. Uh, and of I write. I have terrible I, handwriting. I will agree. Um, I have been. <laughs> <laughs> I have been using uh, lob dot com um, to send uh, to send letters and checks. They're a, a service, and I, and I don't mind shouting them out because it's super 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 cheap for their service. Uh, to, no danger to, of them sponsoring us. So no, no, not at all. So um, <laughs> to to send my checks and stuff, so I don't have to handwrite my checks. It's right. like the greatest day in the world. Right. Uh, but anyway, uh, so we're doing a few things. One, we have a big campaign we are doing uh, that we are partnering with Facebook on. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to sign a non disclosure agreement uh, with Facebook for them to show me behind the veil. I don't know if we've talked about that or not. No, we have not. Um, I'm, I'm in a program with Facebook along with a few other agencies in the country. We're running Facebook ads centered around uh, barbershops, uh, barbershops, uh, restaurants, mom and pop type businesses mm-hmm. um, for it's a basically a direct to consumer campaign, but we're running it through our agency. That's what's drawn out on the board. Um, big time focus on that, uh, doing that with Patrick Romy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not done a good job in two areas marketing in 2019. One is um, I did not add any loan officers to my 
queue to mm. th- that are referring to us. The right. only ones we added were ones that folks that I hired brought with mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. and that's something in 2018 that I was seriously focused on mm-hmm. was was reaching out and proactively every week I'd meet with another loan officer that I didn't have a relationship with. And that that's basically what I built part of my agency on. Uh, the other part was Facebook ads. So what I'm doing in 20, not 2020 is committing to every week we're, we're trying to add another loan officer, mm-hmm. another realtor that's referring business to us. Um, the other thing I didn't do a great job of is I did not do a great job of marketing portal in the local community. Mm-hmm. I did a decent job marketing it nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not do a good job marketing it in the local community, kind of how kind of how Kelsey does. Right. You know, I, I didn't really do a lot of that, and that's something that uh, we are seriously, seriously focusing on. Um, we're doing a couple things, but I think we're that doing, was strategic because I remember you and I having a conversation about that. Some, some, somewhat strategic, somewhat on purpose because yeah. I knew I didn't have the time to do it. Right. Um, you know, Kelsey, we were talking before we came on the air, reached out to me at one point in the middle of last year and was like, why aren't you posting on Instagram as much? Like I'm busy. Right. You know, right, I just, right. I, can't, you I know. know. And, uh, and it does get busy. It gets yeah. super busy. Oh my God. Your, and, your days get busy and you're like, I, you know, where do I focus on? Am I, yeah. am I focused on the marketing, but I also need to bring money in. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, so we're, I'm focused on that. Um, and we're also in our agency separate from marketing, we are super obsessed. We are we are doing things, implementing things, and making decisions like we are a $10 million, $20 million agency, mm-hmm. and that sounds hokey, but we are – I'm basically sacrificing a, a, an amount of revenue that I could be generating mm-hmm. to focus on building the foundation of our agency from a process and procedure. That way we don't have to go back mm-hmm. when we are five – 10, 15, 20 million, we don't have to go back and rip a Band-Aid off. Right. So we're we're kind of, we're really focusing on that right now. Fortunately, I have an amazing team that generates a lot of business for us, mm-hmm. so I don't, it doesn't really hurt us that much. So sorry for the long answer, but those are kind of the three or four things that I'm focused on. What about you? So so one thing I wanted to ask you about, and then yeah. I'll, I'll talk about uh, the same subject matter, but um, TikTok, uh-huh. you know, just, just since the, our last, batch filing yeah. the podcast yeah. really and it's something that that gary vaynerchuk has been bullish on for a while is tiktok and instagram yep. I'm, I'm not instagram but uh, uh linkedin yep uh tiktok i love linkedin yeah oh i know we're going to talk about that in a second um but you know been bullish on on those two so tiktok is taking off they're they're the the you know growth on tiktok is tremendous mm-hmm. right now yep what what is your strategy what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on tiktok and insurance agents utilizing tiktok i'm glad you asked um so tiktok right now kind of reminds me of facebook business pages in 2012 where right. i was first kind of getting going because i was having to convince other agents that they needed a facebook business page right and now i'm having to convince them that they need to be on tiktok sure um, i put out a video about a month ago, I don't know if you saw it, Kelsey, uh, titled, uh, You Can't Sell Insurance on TikTok. Mm. And I believe that. But that's not me saying, that's kind of a clickbaity title. Sure. That's not me believing that you don't need to be on there. Right. And the point is, the reason I say that is every every agent that keeps up with anything has has started a TikTok. They've looked on there. They've seen it's 12-year-olds doing stupid stuff. Mm. Like, I can't do anything on this, and they're going to get off of the app, and they're going to delete it, which is the exact same thing that I did about uh, back when it was Musical.ly about wow. a year ago. Right, right, right. For those that don't know, TikTok used to be called Musical.ly, and TikTok bought it, or somebody bought it and named it TikTok. Anyway, so I think the strategy is to be on there, put out content that's not necessarily about insurance, put out content that is native and contextual to that platform, build an audience because what's going to happen is if it stays around and it looks like it is, um, it's going to age up. Right. And your parents, it's already aging. It's aging up now. Right. right. Well, cause we're on there. Yeah. Yeah. I see a lot of 40 and 50 year olds on there. And so, um, I'm looking up actually the number of TikTok users. Mm -hmm. So there's 500 million people on TikTok. Right. So, um, be on there, build your audience, and you're going to be that much ahead of people when it does age up. And then you can talk about mm-hmm. talk about uh, insurance on there or whatever product you're trying to sell. Now, that being said, 
I think the biggest threat to TikTok right now is Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of starting to see a, some, a few changes maybe in Instagram stories that mm-hmm. it may be going to the lip syncing-ish kind, right, of, right. kind of deal. I think Instagram could be a huge competitor to mm-hmm. TikTok. Mm-hmm. If they step their game up, mm-hmm. um, the Instagram algorithm is drawing back though from an organic side, so it's kind of it's kind of going away from that. But my strategy is just to be on there, post funny content that's native and contextual to the platform, and just uh, simply wait. You know, right. um, a friend of mine in Scott, CJ Huntspiller, had a has a video with like twenty seven million views. Wow! Um, I I did a video with ten thousand views. Now I've had several videos with ten thousand or more views, but that video went to ten thousand views faster than any other video I've ever done that's mm. went to ten thousand views. I'm gonna tell you what I love about TikTok. I I utilize TikTok. I've just started kind of getting on there and utilizing it a little bit. And and uh, I I even did some videos back when it was music. You did. And you so did. you were on there before I was. Yeah. 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 Um. So, so the thing I love about TikTok is you can make some, if you're, if you're creative and you can make some, some really, really funny videos, it is extremely easy to save that video yep. to your phone and then you can push that out across the other content yep. channels, Facebook, Instagram. In fact, you can even do it while you're uh, posting to, to your TikTok channel, but yep. Uh, I, no, nobody's going to reach out to you and say, I want an insurance quote on right. TikTok, but that doesn't mean you don't need to use it. Sure. Absolutely. And I, and I love that. And they have some really cool features on there. I they mean, do. some of the stuff I've been doing with the picture downloads where you can yep. do the countdown and stuff like that, just to get your, the, the green screen, I think is innovative. It, it's probably it, the easiest way to create you content. Do, you can do a green screen with without actually having a green screen behind you, exactly, I believe. Exactly, um, exactly. And we've actually, Scott and I actually have some time carved out in the next two days to do some funny TikToks. Mm, I love but, that. But, uh, you know, I think that, um, that if you create content on there, not necessarily insurance content, but maybe something about you or your community that maybe mm. leans insurancy a little bit, save that and then post that on Instagram, it's going to be yeah. different than what anybody else is doing Absolutely. on Instagram. And it's going to jump out to your audience. What Absolutely. do you think about that, Kelsey? I completely agree with you because I, I like Instagram. Here's, here's my feeling on Instagram. I like with Instagram, how you can be a little bit more um, personal at times with the business page, like on Facebook, yeah. you know, you can be personal and business, but a lot of the times on Facebook, on Alcorn Insurance, we do a little bit of both. On Instagram, I can at least get on the stories that feed into Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that is one of my actual goals for 2020. And I actually just posted about this um, on my Instagram story. But at the beginning of 2019, I was really using the stories, Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, Instagram stories. And I was really, really good at it. And then like in the middle of the year, like everyone says, you just get really busy. Right. And I, it just kind of fell off. So one of my goals for 2020, and I should have brought this up earlier, is definitely bringing, uh, doing more on stories because yeah. that's more of a document, documenting your yep. day. Yep. Um, and it doesn't have to be insurance related. Yep. And I love being, I love your idea of taking a TikTok video and just feeding it in yep. because then people are saying, okay, like they don't take themselves, you know, they're not stuffy. Right. You know, who wants to, who wants to work with someone that's just stuffy and boring like when most people think of an insurance agent that's what they think of Mm. if they're not in our industry and they don't know what's going on that they're like oh i mean like who wants to talk about insurance with someone it's just one of those things so i love that and i would i would definitely utilize a tiktok video and throwing it into your other feed the other Um, thing that happens kelsey and i and i say this because it happens to me from time to time you think you figured it out Mm mm-hmm and when oh, you think yeah. like, okay, I figured this out. I've got this on autopilot. I know how to do this. That's when all your numbers are going to drop. Mm-hmm. And that's right. when you're going to slack off. And that's when you're going to post less. You've yep. got what you've got to do, I think, with social media. If you're not a Gary Vaynerchuk or a Tim Ferriss or a Scott Howell that's, that's at the no. top of their game. I'm kidding. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm not. <laughs> 
what you've got to do is you've got to be in a constant state of testing. Mm-hmm. And I want to get All your it. thoughts on that specifically. Mm-hmm. You've got to be in a con- – as long as you're in a constant state of testing, you are going to be moving that football down the field mm-hmm. and getting better and better and better and better, and you're going to discover stuff that really, really, really works. Well, my thought on that is this. When you see the big influencers out there, even guys – I'll tell you a story about Dan Balzarian. And guys, uh, the, the males Ooh. in this listening audience – Dan Bilzerian is uh, kind Every of guy listening to this knows who. Yeah, he, about. he's kind of the modern day uh, Hugh Hefner, right? He's yep. always got these gorgeous models around him. He travels all over the world, shooting guns, working out, and hanging out with beautiful models on his private jet. On his private jet, right? Yeah. And so uh, the other day, I was wa- I was watching uh, a podcast that his ex girlfriend did with uh, Burt Kreischer, who's kind of an up and coming, real I've heard you popular say that name before comedian out there. Okay, and but they had done a podcast in like 2018 together, and in the middle of the podcast, he goes, uh, "Tell me, tell me about your time with Dan. You know, when you were his girlfriend for a year." And he said, uh, "You know, did he did he pay for everything uh, as far as you know you living with him and stuff?" And she goes, "Well." You know, obviously, when I was with him, he 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 would pay when we would go to places like Paris and mm-hmm. Thailand and Singapore and all these places. They'd go do all this cool stuff in. But she said, you know, the one thing that Dan did for me, he didn't pay me any money, but the one thing Dan did for me that nobody knows about is when he got ready to become an influencer in social media, he pulled together some of the best people in the world on how to uh, crack the algorithms on Instagram, Facebook, and all these other social media platforms, and he showed me how to do that, how to crack these algorithms. And and what most people don't understand is these guys that you see that get you know that have four point six million uh, followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Those people have sat down, as Bradley said, and tested and learned from some of the best in the business to figure out, okay, what do I need to put as copyright? What do I need to do to, to crack this algorithm? And I think as insurance agents, one thing I try to do, like with TikTok, I sat my 16-year-old stepdaughter down and I said, all right, well, you're going to spend That's an so hour brilliant. You're going to spend an hour with me Why did me you not video that? To <laughs> show me how to use TikTok. Because I didn't, I didn't understand how to like do the, do the video and then put music with it or, or lip sync or, uh, uh, yeah, lip sync with it or even how to post, really. And, and Scott, Scott, you do a better job than, than 99% of people. Well, I appreciate you saying that. You but really do. You always but, have. But but it but it's because, and, and here's the dirty little secret, guys. You can't download the TikTok app or the LinkedIn app or the Instagram app or the Facebook app, and then just put it on your phone and think that you're going to all of a sudden like get all these followers yeah. and you're going to understand all this. It takes hours and hours yep. and hours of playing with that stuff. And I know a lot of us don't have that, that we think we don't have that kind of time, but like Bradley said yesterday on one of his Instagram posts, I think it was a storied post. You turn Netflix off, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. Instead of watching Netflix from nine to 11 at night, you turn Netflix off and you, you download the TikTok app and you spend two hours playing with it and figuring it out. Yep. And that's how you get good at all that. And that's yep. what I do. That's exactly yep. what I do. Well, and two, I think a mistake a lot of people make, and I'd love to get Kelsey's thoughts on this, is posting for the sake of posting. Right. Even though we say, you know, hey, you know, if, you, if you've if you at any time had a phone call with me or I've consulted with you on your marketing, uh, which I do a lot of for free, um, I'm, I'm oh, telling great. you, you need to post two to three times a day right. across all these platforms or that le- ne- it ne- at least needs to be the goal. Um, I'm not, even though we say that you don't need to post for the sake of posting, right? You need to genuinely post. And what I mean by that is I'll see people that post a great picture. I'm like, man, that's a really good picture. That's awesome. And then I'll look and there'll be no copy, no text, right? Right. Or it'll be, Hey, check this out. Right. Like you, like you're just posting for the sake of posting right. or, right. you know, and I used to tell people back when Instagram was really hot is I had a system for Instagram and I think actually Kelsey, I think you and I talked about this um, with Instagram. Kelsey was one of the first people that reached out to me mm-hmm. after we started this podcast, by the way. Um, but every Instagram post has to have a picture, obviously, location, mm-hmm. copy, mm-hmm. 
the three dots, yep, and hashtags. Right. It's got to have those five things. If right. it does not have those five those five components, y- your results are gonna gonna be skewed. Right. And and so I think. I see a lot of that, especially in insurance. People posting just because they know they need to post. You don't need to mail this in. Right. In the past, you could mail stuff in. You mm-hmm. could click a button on your direct mail site and send a bunch of postcards to a right. to a to a place, or you could buy a billboard or do a radio radio ad. You could check the box. But with social media, you cannot check the box. You have to genuinely try and do it. And what's that's what separates the people and the insurance agents who are doing it well and the ones who are not doing it well and the ones who are getting results and the ones who aren't getting results. And, and let me add to this, guys, if you're listening to this podcast right now, i got some more bad news for you. These algorithms change about once every six months. Yep. And if you're not keeping up with that and figuring out and, – and there's how do you how do you figure it out – Everybody, you've got a phone, you've got Google, you've got YouTube. You can check those, just Google and YouTube about every six months for the most up-to-date algorithm for Instagram. And there will be a story that some damn tech companies run that says, on January 23rd, Instagram changed their algorithm. And now it's so-and-so and so-and-so, and and you need to do this and this and this. It's not hard. It's just you... Not thinking that when you figured out the algorithm for Instagram in 2018, that that algorithm is going to be the same in July of 2020, because it's not. It's not going to be the same. Oh, man. When I first started on Facebook, I was posting 10 times a day. Right. Literally. Literally. I would schedule 10 posts a day. And back then, for a short time, you beating it up. Right. That's what I call beating it up. Just post, 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 post. Right. And. And I will say that was posting for the sake of posting. Sure. And that was right when I got started. That was the way you do it. Right now, if I posted 10 times a day, if I posted 10 times today on Facebook, I would probably lose all my followers. Right. You know? right. But Kelsey, talk about how, and this is something, uh, this this question may be a huge flop, but I'm curious, how many people are in Centralia? I would say like 13 to 14,000. Okay. Same as, same as Sarah Lane. Right. Um, how has the reception been of the community, whether it be the business community or, or, or other folks in the community, been of you guys kind of stepping your game up? Has it been good? Has it been bad? Was there a was there a process where at first people are like, what the heck are they doing? And, man, I really like that post you did the other day. Or, hey, you really helped me out. How has that reception been? Because I know that's a that's holdback for a lot of people. Like, I don't know what the other 13 members of the Chamber of Commerce Board are going to think about this, you know? Well, actually, and I, I'm I'm happy that you asked this because um, the chamber we were members a long time ago, and right. then the chamber came back in. Um, once we started doing videos, small business Saturday videos, which I we kind of stopped doing only because I can't, you know, I would do like a segment on a mom and pop shop located in Centralia. Hey, what are like? And I would ask them in the video. I'd keep it under two minutes long. Hey what are you doing with your business right now? Mm, What's right. going on? What can we expect? And there were people that were on board and those were the people that did, did the videos with, but I couldn't really like beg people to do the videos because yeah. not everyone in my community is comfortable doing that. And right. they're not comfortable being in front of the camera and talking. And I get that. Like, yeah. I mean, it takes a little bit of time to really get comfortable. And um, the chamber came back and they're like, Hey, why are you guys, you know, not members anymore. I really didn't know the the answer, but I am now in the chamber with the chamber and they want to bring back those small business videos. And Mm -hmm. we've got someone on the chamber, uh, a photographer here in town, and he's willing to go with me and actually record it because it's hard for me because I'm not an editor. I'm not a videographer. Like I have no, idea. you know, I don't, I I work a camera on my phone. I, I'm not good with the lighting and all of that. So really something that is going to be coming back are those small business videos because the chamber is like, hey, here's someone that can help you with mm-hmm. it. Let's let's really take this off. And I know I've texted you about that, Bradley. Yep. Um, you know, so I think it's kind of funny because my dad one morning after I did one of the first small business videos, he was pumping his gas at like 630 in the morning. And some guy came up to him. He's like, hey, is Kelsey, is she going to, is she a news anchor now? What is she doing? <laughs> Love it. You know, and it's so, and it's someone that I don't even think I have on Facebook. I didn't even know he had Facebook. So yep. I think that people in our 
in our community, uh-huh. they see it. And I don't think they, they see it as a negative thing because every time we've posted it, we've always had someone say, so thankful that you're doing this mm-hmm. for like this business. You know, they're thankful. We've not received a lot of backlash for it yet. Yeah. Well, and I think w- when you do that kind of thing and, and like, you should want to be the news anchor for Centralia. Right. That should be your goal. Like in the back of your head, that should be your goal. That when you walk into a networking event in your town, everybody already knows who you are. And, so, right. and so Bradley, and, well, so, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so, you know, one thing that, that we're doing now is we're running, uh, we're running Facebook and YouTube commercials, mm-hmm. not videos, right. an actual commercial that we would run on TV. We are running it on Facebook and YouTube. Um, and the thing is, these people don't know. So I ran a, uh, a commercial during the ball games two weeks ago, football, ball games, college football. Uh, the people, two people who were streaming, not TV, but just streaming, mm-hmm. which is how people are going to watch football games 10 years from now, five True. years from now, three years from now. True. Right. And don't get me started. People on that. thought I spent. So I spent fifty dollars. Yeah, people right. thought I spent so much money on it. Same thing with YouTube, spending five dollars a day. My nephew, I have a, a nephew that's in the fourth grade, I believe, came up to me recently. He was watching YouTube on his parents' account and said, "Holy crap! I just saw your commercial on YouTube. Are you famous? Like, what's going on here? You know?" Yeah. And so, but that's that's it. Kind of makes you sort of like local famous when you do right. those kind of right. things. I think every single person listening to this should do a show in their local community, mm-hmm. interviewing other business owners. Right. And if you do nothing else but set up the camera, set up your iPhone, set up your Android, ask that person about their business for 15 minutes, turn it off and post it, you will get business from it. But beyond that, you're going to have other people reach out to you who see that and want to be on the show, guess what you can say? I'm not saying be this aggressive, but you can say, hey, look, um, yeah, you can come on the show, but I'd really like to quote your insurance. The cost right. of that is your deck page. Right. Or or you're going to have other business owners watch it, think it's super interesting, and reach out to you for a quote. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no. That, I, I'm glad you said that. that everybody was, should do it. So, Kelsey, that was actually the genesis behind this podcast. So I was uh, running a show on Facebook Live, I remember that uh, once a week interviewing people in the Huntsville area, and instead of business owners, I was interviewing local celebrities, guys like Cole Kublik, who's now a sideline reporter for the SEC Network and uh, really? is an ESPN analyst as well, uh, local comedians, people like that. So I call Bradley up and I'm like, "Hey, uh, I want to come down and interview you in Mobile about social media." And that was the genesis behind this podcast. But the dirty little secret is, and the future of insurance agencies is now, Bradley and I were on a podcast with Ryan Hanley and Jason Cass, and I wanted to touch on this, and we just didn't have time. But uh, Ryan Hanley mentioned, you know, the future of there's going to be a lot more marketers in the traditional sense, marketing, not, you know, going out and finding markets for, for an agency, but what's happening right now. And, and Bradley's doing this as well. So Bradley's videographer sitting outside this door right now, he looks like he's getting ready to go into the principal's office. He's just sitting there (laughs) with his phone. But, um, uh, so Bradley has a videographer who does post editing and, and post for him. He's a, he's an intern for Bradley. What you're seeing among large insurance agencies that have the net operating income to afford it is those agencies are hiring a full-time videographer to produce content and post edit. They also have a vlogger blogger that's doing copyright and social media. Community management. Community too. management. That is, that's the future of the insurance agencies out there, and that future is now. Those guys have those people on staff now who are creating content to push out across the social media platforms. And here's the advantage they have over Kelsey and I. Kelsey and I are so busy, and and to some degree Bradley, even though he's he's got one in his agency that's working with him on a daily basis. But we're so busy that really the only time we have right now is we can record something on our phone through TikTok or, or just a video and then do some very quick editing of that and and post that to social media platforms. We, I, I don't know about you, Kelsey. I don't have time for somebody to take a Nikon or a Canon, record me, 
and, or, or me record that myself and then go back to a desktop, edit that through iMovie, then push that out across social media platforms. I just don't have that kind of no, time. I'm not an editor. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm, I'm not, not either. So, and, you know, also with that, and I think it's great that 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 Bradley has that. I mean, I would love Absolutely. that. Maybe I should read. Maybe we should, Scott, maybe you and I need to reach out to to the local high school and well, say, hey, you no, know, they've got those. No, here's what needs to happen. Every single insurance agent that is listening to this at the sound of my voice right now needs to go to a local community college or high school. In about 30 minutes, you can figure out who has the ability or who wants to be a videographer and already has some some uh, editing, uh, you know, iMovie stuff under their belt. You can hire those guys for 10 bucks an hour for the experience and now you've got a part-time videographer in your office that's doing exactly what I'm talking about doing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I think that would be great. Yeah. I think another thing, um, so definitely in 2020, this year, I'm bringing back the small business videos. I have a little, um, I do have a little tweak to that. Mm -hmm. um, and really there's, you know, every community has a, you know, they all have their own small business so, is and all of that, but every community also has these organizations within their community that people need to learn more about. And if right. you're in an, an area yeah. like Centralia, where a lot of people aren't marketing what their their organizations doing, people don't know. Right. You know, they're slowly dying off. So that's kind of the spin that I'm going to be doing with the chamber this year. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I did in 2019 that kind of died off only because, like you said, we just run out of time. Right. I am not wired to be uh, awake 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mm -hmm. I wish I could because I'd, I'd get so much more done. But live videos. I There was a stint in time in 2019 that I was every Friday um, around 3 o'clock. I was literally taking the chamber's emails about upcoming events, hopping on live and going over the weekend event. Mm -hmm. Hey, did you guys know that this is going on in our community this right, weekend? Right, like, right, Hey, right. the culture society is having this. Hey, our park is having this concert. Like, because just because that, that email, the chamber is only sending the email out to the chamber members. No one yeah, else. I mean, basically oh, what you can do, brilliant. what that's you can brilliant. do is turn your Facebook business page into the what's happening now yeah. in our community, community page. Yeah. yeah, right. The community well, uh, news anchor. <laughs> that's right. The community news anchor. I, I so, agree 100%. So, so guys, I'm going to wrap this podcast up. Kelsey, I really appreciate you being on here today. We love Thank you. you. Guys. Thank you. Thank you. you so much for all the love and support that you've shown us. Guys, I want to say one thing as I wrap this podcast up. I'm not very smart. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. But... Since 2015, there's two things I've done that I do a damn good job of. Every single time that I've been on this podcast, I've always talked about the mission of this podcast. It is clear. It is concise. It is helping insurance agents in any way we can. As it relates to that, and as it relates to my social media, since 2015, I've had one goal. And it, and it, and it kind of wraps up everything that we've said today in my local community. My goal has always been that when I stop at Walmart to pump gas, when I go into a convenience store, when I walk into the mall, when I go to a ball game and see somebody I know or don't know, my one goal has been for every single person to see me that doesn't know me and look at me and go, you know what? I don't know him, but I know he's the insurance guy. That's a that's a really good goal. That is that has been my one goal since 2015. Yeah. And it will continue to be my goal. I don't need to to uh, get on there and talk about uninsured motorists and how you need a quote from me. What I need is every single person in Huntsville, Alabama and North Alabama to see me from 20 feet away and go, I don't know that guy, but I know he sells insurance. And, and one thing that Ryan Hanley talked about the other day when we were on a call with him is you have proactive business and you have reactive business. Correct. And well, actually he was talking about proactive and reactive referrals, but I think you can have proactive and reactive business in that you have people who react. In mm -hmm. other words, you say, hey man, let me quote your insurance. That would be reactive business. Mm -hmm. And then you have proactive business, which are people that say, I know Scott, 
I know Kelsey. I'm going to reach out to them for a quote. And I bet you if you looked at it at scale, Mm -hmm. the proactive business has a higher retention, lower loss ratio, and lower maintenance than the reactive business. That's it. Almost everybody that that I've ever hard sold Mm -hmm. has given me problems down the road. Right, right, right. 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 What were you saying, Kelsey? No, and you know what? Honestly, for 2020, none of us, anyone that gathers anything from this is never get comfortable with Mm, your social media. Mm, Never get comfortable with the marketing because the moment you get comfortable, like you said earlier, the numbers are going to drop. So you've got to start implementing things that you've never done before or bringing back things that used to work, but being consistent with it, with the live videos, with the stories, documenting your day, your niche campaigns, which I didn't even get to talk about, but it's just, don't be comfortable. Absolutely. That's never be ti- comfortable. That's the title of never this be episode. Don't be comfortable. I'm emailing Johnny, Johnny right now. Never get comfortable. That's, That's the it. title of this episode. Guys, we love you. And remember, rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk today. Go out and move the ball one step forward to greatness. I don't give a shit which agency management system you've got. I don't care about all this other stuff. Nothing happens until a sale is made. And you owe it to your family. You owe it to your kids, your wife, your parents that have been struggling their whole life. Your dad retired from Chrysler Motors. He lost his pension. They're living on Social Security. And you have a chance to go out and change their life and give them what they've always wanted in their life. Go out there today and sell insurance. Don't do it for yourself. Do it for them. Save money for your kid's college fund. Go do it for them today. Go sell insurance. Write good business for the companies that you represent and write good business for the agencies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Kelsey. We'll see you guys next week. We'll see you next week on the Insurance Guys podcast. We love you. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.